Welcome back to the IVSA Livecast. In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Catherine Ov, who is a traveling vet and wildlife enthusiast who has worked all over the world. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> so to start off the podcast, it would be great if you could run through your career to date. So from the moment you decided you wanted to be a vet through to attending university and then to deciding you wanted to work abroad. Of course. Um... I decided to be a vet when I was 12, I think. Um, and I was in an um, international school in Paris. So it's quite nice because I always was surrounded by people from around the world. And I always thought, oh, I actually, I don't just want to be a vet, like staying in one country. I want to really travel. Um, so my first um, step was to go to do a neurobiology degree in Montreal. And um, that was great because I thought okay I want to do a bachelor before doing veterinary medicine because I feel like um, I don't want to just enter in veterinary medicine right now I feel like I want to um, get more mature and see the world and then I when I finished my neurobiology degree I was ready to go to veterinary medicine and um, instead of just going back to France I thought it would be interesting to go to an international uh, university so in Budapest, uh, it's an international uh, university of veterinary medicine and everything is in English, but people from around the world came. So it was really great. It was Canadians, Americans, Irish, uh, Germans, whatever you name it. And so it's, it was really beautiful five years and a half of veterinary medicine and such a beautiful city, Budapest. Um, and that was really opening my mind on a different culture as well and different people and made me have colleagues from around the world so which I'm really grateful for and I would really really say to everyone who's thinking about doing veterinary medicine to not just think about your country but there's universities all around the world so that's also something that you can think about and um, after that I went on an Erasmus plus program so it's a postgraduate veterinary program where you can choose to go from a um, couple of months to a year in a different university in Europe. So I chose to go to Garuja University um, to do a training in exotic animals and surgery for two months. And I got lucky and because I managed to learn the language. And so now <laughs> I got fluent in Italian and started doing consultations in Italian when actually I was really bad in Italian before going. So that was also something quite special because I always think a lot of people say, oh, you, I can't go work in a country that speaks a different language, it's impossible. It's actually not. If you force yourself to do it and if you just try every day, of course at the beginning it's gonna be hard, but you can do it. And then, and then I went to work in, in a 24 hour hospital in Leeds. So it was a lot of night shifts, a lot of weekend shifts, uh, and it was implant, but it was a really great opportunity with mentors and it was a 30 person exotic animal hospital. So that was also really really lucky for me because I got the chance to learn a lot on exotic species reptiles birds um, and at the end of this I thought to myself okay so one year in a dogs and cats uh, cl clinical work in England is not exactly what I wanted for myself I really wanted to go and explore the world and go into a hot country and work with wildlife so I decided to leave um, Leeds and go to South Africa to work in different rescue centers um, that were uh, cheetah and leopard rescue centers. 
and I loved it. I volunteered uh, for four months in two different centers, and I also taught some um, veterinary students uh, some how to treat the wildlife and things like that. And that was amazing. I loved South Africa. I want to go back. And I made some wildlife documentaries there as well. I was just like thinking, oh, why not? You know, and I always think that the why not actually works quite well. If you just say, okay, I want to do something. And then you just start it without wasting your time thinking too much about it. And then there was the pandemic. <laughs> and that's the problem because then I, I returned to, to France from South Africa and then got stuck in a way in France because I couldn't really go back to South Africa during the pandemic. So I started working again in France after 12 years of not being in France. And it actually is nice. I'm living in Strasbourg right now. So it's in the north um, of France, really close to Germany. And it's a beautiful city. And I'm learning a lot because I'm adapting to different ways of working in the veterinary world. French way is very different to English way, to the Italian way, to the South African way. And I think what is really nice about being a vet abroad is just you adapt to so many different ways and you realize that there are so many ways to be treating an animal. There's not just one way, not one way is the right way, but also what is great is that you meet people who will teach you so many different things. And then at the end of that, I also managed to bring my knowledge of working in different countries to friends. And I think that was also quite nice to have. And that's it. Wow, that's an amazing amazing journey you've been on so far thank you um how did you what kind of sparked your interest in exotics and wildlife because um, like was it did is that something you've always wanted to have done ever since when you decided you were 12 or was it something that you developed at vet school mm -hmm. actually ever since i watched the lion king <laughs> i actually was a fan of lions and all of that and i ever thought oh that would be great to work with lions but also i actually um the more I traveled and the more I realized that you can actually be passionate about your job. You don't need to just have a job because you have a job and a status because you want a status. Actually, you can be passionate about your job. And I realized, well, I actually love animals who are a bit different. I love traveling. And when you're traveling, you're always, well, you're going to be with different animals. You're not going to be just with dogs and cats. And the more I traveled, the more I was working with, I don't know, elephants and bears and monkeys when I was in Thailand or in India with snow leopards. And the more I was traveling, the more I developed, yes, this passion for wildlife. But I think it was an in-between. It developed, but also I had it inside of my heart from the beginning. And then I thought, you know what, I have to express this. And the more I traveled, the more it was getting bigger and bigger by the different zoos or rehabilitation center, wildlife rehab centers that I worked at. Well, a really, really fantastic response to that question there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges you have faced when working abroad? There were some challenges. <laughs> I think some people have different ways of working. And of course, sometimes it's, it's a way of you know like you've been educated in a different way and there's also some underprivileged areas and i think the major issue that i had probably is when i was working in a townships in south africa was quite difficult because those people don't have the money that we have and often you're going to see a case that well in france everything would have been prevented because they would have been vaccinated they would have been you know spayed or castrated and 
And at that point, you have an animal that has all of those diseases and you can't even really cure them because you don't have the, the, even the money for an antibiotic or an anti-inflammatory. So that's probably one of the difficult things I had when I was traveling abroad is just to feel that not every country has the money or the possibility of treating their species and their, their animals the way we all would like to treat them. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, what have you learned about the global vet profession since graduating? Well, I, I think it's all, again, coming back to my last answer, I think really, if we, I think every time I went to work in a different place, when I was working in Australia with, um, at a, it was a zoo, an open range zoo, and I was working with a cheetah that had exocrine pancreatic insufficiency and I was working with this cheetah we were treating her and then I went to South Africa a couple of years later and they had cheetahs in a sanctuary that had the same disease and I realized oh my god globalization of, of you know the ways of treating and just the knowledge of veterinary medicine is so important because when I went to the sanctuary in South Africa and treated their cheetahs from this disease that I was learning in Australia, I realized, oh my God, we need to get more of our knowledge. Everyone needs to work on just internationalizing our knowledge and globalizing the veterinary medicine research because I know it is global, but I think when you stay in one country, in one city, in one clinic, you don't really have this open mind of just seeing, okay, there is actually this disease that could be treated that way but I don't know because I'm I'm not in this other country that has been treating this disease so yeah I I do believe that it's something that we have to work on and all the vets from around the world well actually I was in the IVSA and I think it's a great way <laughs> to be doing that from the start because you're a student and you work with international vet students from around the world and then you become their colleague and then you can continue connecting you know that's really, really interesting. Um, what, would, what, would, what are your plans for the next five years? <laughs> are you hoping to um, travel more um, and to places that you haven't been to? Or are you hoping to go back to South Africa? It's interesting because I've never had a five-year plan. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going to be in a year. Um, because of the coronavirus, I think at least for a year, I'm still going to be in France. But my plans for probably the next years would be to go back to South Africa or to another country where I could work with wildlife. And I really, really want to develop um, my wildlife documentary that I was working on. So I have a, a channel called Big Cat, Small Cat Vet on YouTube. And when I was traveling, I was doing these um, wildlife vet documentaries on the sanctuary that I was working at in South Africa for kind of getting the word out there that there is um, disappearance of species and species are getting an instinct on, on our, under our nose right now. Just, and, and I think that I really, really want to continue traveling and continue doing these wildlife documentaries to make people aware that wild, our wildlife is just disappearing at the moment. Definitely, that's really, really inspiring. <laughs> um, Many students at vet school are interested in working abroad or doing placements abroad, but they don't know how to go about it, or they worry that it's too unaffordable. 
what would your advice be to them? Okay, there's a big thing that, at least for European students, and I'm pretty sure they can be extended, but the Erasmus um, is, I don't know if you know, but it's an exchange uh, in between universities in Europe. And I know that this is great during your university veterinary medicine course, because then you can just go abroad, see also how the vet uni works, like the different vet unis, how they work, how the teachers are, um, also what are their classes. But there's something else I really loved when I was um, finishing my studies, it was Erasmus Plus, which is something a bit different. And I was speaking about it earlier, but it's from two months to 12 months, you have a, a program that you can do post-graduation where you can go to any country. I think at least it's in Europe, but I'm pretty sure you can extend it. And it's, you can go to a veterinary university hospital and be a postgrad there for two months to 12 months, work there, study there and be paid as a new grad, but you are paid, but still are a student. So you're developing some skills. So I was uh, at University of Perugia developing um, surgery and exotics, but you can choose whatever skill you want, you go to whatever university you want, with whatever language you want, really, and you still get paid, of course, not as much as a complete vet. But because you're in a university, you're still a student, but as a postgrad. And I thought that was fantastic for me because it really gave me an in-between of, I'm finishing my studies, I'm tired. <laughs> I had done also 10 years of studies because of the Canada biology bachelor before. So you finish your studies and you may not just want to jump into very, very stressful work because I jumped into a 24 hour hospital work in, in England and it was very tiring. And I was so lucky to be able to do this two months of in between in Italy. So I was a vet, but at the same time I stayed a student and I didn't have all of this, uh, you know, what makes you a vet. So you just have to get you know, like you're the one who gets to, to do the diagnosis. You're the one who gets to do all of the consultation. And sometimes you don't feel prepared yet. And I really feel that this program, this traineeship uh, gets you less stress because when you finish your studies and you get to this program, then you feel you're more of a vet, a competent vet to be able to start your first job. So that's what I would tell all of the European students at least. That, that does sound really amazing. I guess you really want the, the support once you graduate, but then um, you also kind of want to be in, in, the, in the right environment where mm -hmm. you feel like once you've finished that programme, you can progress and be exactly. vet, yeah. Um, is there anything about being a wildlife vet that you didn't expect? Or is there something, was there anything that has exceeded your expectations? Well, every time I travel to a different place to volunteer, because I, I still don't have a proper wildlife vet job, um, as a, which I really want to, and I want to, to get into specialty and all of that. But uh, with all my volunteer work, what I exceeded my expectations probably was when they gave me the chance to really like treat their animals. Because when I came from, those different countries with this knowledge of um, their animals. Uh, for example, when I went to South Africa, I felt like they gave me a lot of 
opportunity to treat their animals, even though I wasn't their vet, I wasn't working for them, but I was volunteering. Um, and I felt like the more you go abroad, like not in, for example, I'm French, but I went to South Africa and I felt like they really, and I also worked in Botswana and I felt like they really gave me the opportunity of giving everything that I had. Like when one day we had um, a leopard that was choking on, on, a, on a zebra skin and I got the chance to save the life of this leopard because they, it was an emergency thing that we had to do the surgery as quick as possible in the hospital that was close to the sanctuary. And I got the chance to properly do the x-ray of this uh, leopard, realize that there has something blocked in the throat, open the, the, the stomach to grab the, the zebra skin, remove the zebra skin, close the leopard, and the leopard was fine. And we saved the life of this leopard from the sanctuary. And they really put their hopes in, 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 in me and, and they gave me the chance of saving their animals. So I think that's probably what exceeded my expectations because I didn't realize that I was not, yeah, I, I haven't worked for 20 years as a wildlife vet, but I know surgery. I, I have been working a lot into surgery and I, I knew I could do it, but someone who has confidence in you and say, yeah, okay, go on. We give you the chance of that. that that was really nice. That's not, that sounds amazing. What an amazing story to <laughs> be able to pull out <laughs> from a lion. <laughs> um, do you think that being multilingual is an important skill for vets wanting to work abroad? Yes, but I don't believe that you are multilingual. You don't. You're not born multilingual. Mm -hmm. I think, as I told you, I learned my Italian in two months, practicing every day because I had. Spanish roommates who couldn't talk to me in English and I couldn't talk to them in, in Spanish. So we just mutually spoke Italian to each other. So it was kind of a broken Italian, but you know, the least you're scared of it and the more you try, the more you can do it. And I think if you actually, I don't know if someone is in love with Sweden, then just go ahead, maybe go one month before your job and do a very fast course and get Swedish roommates. And then I think there's always a possibility to go. And I know a lot of English people say that I'm not good in languages. I don't know how many times I heard an English person say that. I think it's just because everyone speaks English. But truth is, you guys are as good in languages as everyone else. It's just, I think it's just, we have, we have to speak English. So we have to torture ourselves every day to be able to speak your language. But I think it's easier, of course, to, to speak English. But I think you guys can also do it. Like whenever you, you're, English is your your mother tongue and you can definitely learn another language and and I think it is important because then it just broadens all of your opportunities to be able to if you want to go to South America just learn Spanish <laughs> I don't know yeah that's really great advice thanks for that um just to finish off the podcast for today um what is the most challenging or interesting case that you've dealt with so far I would still speak about my leopard <laughs> with the zebra yeah. skin inside of the, the throat. And that was fantastic. But also I would speak about this um, cheetah case that I had. Uh, that was quite really a mind opening thing because, so I was, uh, I was working at this, uh, well, I was doing a traineeship in this um, uh, Melbourne open range zoo. And we had this cheetah that had exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. So we worked and I, 
I did a project on on her for a couple of weeks, where it was uh, understanding how she was treated and seeing how it was going, this treatment, and it was a special enzymatic treatment that we were giving her. So I understood exactly what were the clinical signs of this disease and what was happening and everything. And so when I went to South Africa in this sanctuary, I realized that some of their cheetahs had this disease. They did; they weren't aware of it. Of course, it's, it's not an easy thing to know. I think you, you have to have done the research before, had a case of it. So when I actually got the chance to speak to them about this disease, they offered me to do a presentation about what I did in, in Australia um, for their staff and explain to them uh, what was this enzymatic treatment that we were using. And so they started um, telling me that it was interesting and, and they were getting into um, potentially getting the treatment to South Africa to be able to treat their cheetahs and see if it would be working. So I really, really got happy about this because I realized that, oh my God, that if you do travel, if you get all of those different experiences, then you can really even more give something to the next job that you're going to be at. You're not just a person who gets a job, you're someone who has traveled, has had a lot of different adaptable experiments, if I can say. And then and then you're you're going there with a lot of baggage, but a positive baggage. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's probably something that again traveling as a vet can really give you and it's an amazing experience to have. Well, well, incredible stories um, today from Catherine. Thank you so, so much for um, coming on and speaking with me today and for, um, for being interviewed. I'm really, really grateful. Um, thank you, yeah, thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for interviewing. <laughs> I'd like to say a big thank you to you for listening and for all your support. Don't forget to check out the IVSA Liverpool Facebook page for updates on new episodes and feel free to drop us a question if you have any. If you are enjoying the IVSA Livecast, please subscribe and share with all your friends. Thank you.